Hey folks, Eric from Hit Subscribe here, and I am uh, coming to you today from a new location. I am in uh, South Padre Island, Texas, and actually broke my main desktop computer on the way here. So I'm a little discombobulated. Hopefully the sound and lighting and stuff in here are okay. I'm going to try not to move too much. I'm sitting in a very creaky chair, but all that sort of like mundane personal stuff aside, this is another uh, video in the series of kind of freelancer Q&A, often beginner freelancer Q&A. And I think today's question falls under that. The question is simply what happens if you get sick while freelancing? I'm assuming this means um, like in the uh, general sense rather than like if you're actively freelancing in the moment and you throw up or something. Um, but like how does sick time work, if you will, for freelancers? So let's talk about that a little bit. The short version, it's pretty easy to understand. Um, the idea of sick time or like paid sick leave or whatever you want to call it is very much a benefit that companies offer salaried employees. If you're an entrepreneur, freelancer is an entrepreneur, um, you don't have an employer to offer you that benefit, so you're on your own. Um, basically, you either work through your sickness, um, assuming especially like these days that you'd be working from home. So if you're not feeling particularly well, but it's not, you know, um, overly burdensome, you might just work anyway if you're a work from home type um, knowledge worker, um, or you basically don't get paid. And that's gonna run the gamut. So I'll kind of walk through like what this might look like in practice for a few different categories of work. Um, so like, let's say for instance, that you're a staff augmentation. So you go off on your own freelancing, but, um, and you see this a lot in the software world, you, uh, hook on with a gig, like you're essentially a contractor working at a company, um, 1099 worker, this is called in the US. So basically they pay you some kind of hourly or weekly rate or whatever, and you go in and kind of do miscellaneous work, almost like an employee. And once we get this uh, over onto YouTube, I'll put a link up in here where I've talked about the motivation for like a contractor versus a um, an employee. Um, but if you're kind of simulating employment, um, the way a staff augmentation contractor tends to do the way that this, um, will work when you take sick time is you just reduce your billables. Usually if you're a staff augmentation type employee, uh, you're billing in arrears because you don't know in advance how many hours you're going to work or be asked to work that month. So a typical arrangement might be that you tabulate all the hours that you work at this, um, client site over the course of a month and then you send an invoice for those hours. So if you get sick for three days, it's just, you know, your hourly amount, well, it would have been minus, what would that be, 24 hours that aren't billable. So your income goes down because you're sick. Uh, you know, just to kind of interject here in a little bit of a stream of consciousness, this is why one of the many reasons the contractors charge a higher rate than freelance era than employees, uh, because you have to take care of a lot of these things on your own. So um, if you're freelancing, you know, there's things like paid time off in general. So like vacation days, sick days, et cetera, there are benefits like a 401k contribution, um, company holidays. There's a lot of things that come along with employment that don't as a freelancer. So you tend to take all of those into account and adjust your rate up. If you're making on an hourly basis, say 50% more than the employees, then it isn't as much of a hit for you to take a few days off, um, assuming you get sick, which I would definitely assume that it sometimes during the year you will get sick. Uh, you want to plan that into your approach as a freelancer. So as a staff augmentation, especially if you're going on site, there's very little you can do about it. 
If you're not overly sick, that's one where maybe, depending on the arrangement, you could work from home. Or um, if you really don't want to lose the billable hours, you could probably structure something where you put in some extra hours the next week to make up for it. You know, you work some 10 hour days instead of eight hour ones. Uh, so you can probably kind of keep yourself close to that 100% billable that you're going for, even through sickness um, as a staff augmentation, because you're not doing a lot of business functions and operations. You're probably just uh, changing clients out every now and then um, working 40 hours a week. So uh, what does sickness look like if you're kind of a freelancer that's more gig or project-based, like maybe you're doing website builds. Um, let's say you're building a couple different people's websites every month. Sick here is a lot easier to work around, especially if you're not doing a lot of contact interaction points with clients. Um, so basically uh, you might, if you just can't work like Monday through Wednesday, you're just gonna make that up later. You know, maybe you work on a Saturday or um, uh, you make that up later or over the course of the project if there's enough slack time built in. And if there's not, you can usually go to um, your client and say, hey, I'm sick, I hate to do this to you, but I need you know an extra week on the project. And especially if you're kind of a solo operator, uh, clients are going to understand that. They're not going to act as if nobody ever gets sick. So you can get that uh, extra time on these types of engagements or kind of uh, make it up during the course of your engagement scope. I should also say that if you're a staff augmentation contractor working on a long-term gig, the people who um, pay your invoices there are probably going to treat you very similarly to their employees. So they will also understand uh, if you're taking sick time, they won't take this tack of like, it's not my problem, work anyway, or whatever. Um, you know, they'll not object to those days off. Um, you know, if, if you think like, um, if you're doing something that's higher touch, let's say, you know, maybe um, you do like onsite trainings or something, or you're like um, speaking, or you're doing something that requires consistent um, uh, collaboration, training in particular, then you might need to address your sick time by rescheduling the engagement. So if what you sell is like, um, you know, three to five days at a time of training in some programming language, um, you go on site and you do that. If you get sick there, you're not just going to kind of kick it back a few days. You might have another booking the next week. Um, the people that are uh, receiving the training have planned on that. So that's very much a rescheduled contingency kind of thing. If you're looking at doing something that's high touch in uh, scope, potentially, I would definitely recommend building those types of contingencies, whether it's um, sickness or whether it's that you have like travel problems to go on site or what have you. Uh, you should definitely be accounting for that. But I don't think too many freelancers would wander their way into a training business without thinking about what happens if I get sick. But if you are planning something like that, you definitely, if if being sick prevents the deliverable altogether in a serious way, you need to build some kind of contingency into the offering for that. Uh, so like, you know, I guess I'd summarize by saying um, how you treat getting sick really depends on like how high or low touch what you're doing is and kind of the scope of what you're doing. So is it like a year's worth of work? Then getting sick is kind of a rounding error in the grand scheme of things. It probably doesn't matter. Are you doing, you know, protracted work where you're billing at a monthly rate? And if so, um, if you're just charging per month, you might get sick one or two days one month. The next month, you might wind up working some extra time at a monthly rate. Clients probably aren't going to be overly worried about like a sick day or two. Um, but if the scope is much shorter, 
in terms of what you're doing, then you're going to need to like plan for sickness and to address it should it come up. If you're doing engagements that are only a few days or a week, then being sick kind of obliterates the entire engagement. So you need uh, to bake in some way of addressing that. Um, I guess maybe uh, I'll round this out as will probably be a bit of a shorter video because it's not like super complicated, but um, in terms of sickness, like what have I done in the past um, when I was freelancing? Generally, if I think back, I mean, I'm, you know, knock wood, I haven't historically gotten sick a lot over the years. Um, in as much as it would come up, I um, would just kind of work with the client on understanding. Um, you know, I can think of once or twice getting sick when I was doing 100% travel, and I just hang back in the hotel, try to do what kind of work I could for the client on an asynchronous, um, you know, remote basis. I think for a lot of knowledge workers, um, that would go pretty well. So, generally speaking, I haven't been in the kind of work that is short in scope and high touch too often. And when I have had engagements like that, I've been lucky enough not to be sick. So I can't think of any time that I flew out for like a day of retainer consulting or something, or a day of, um, sorry, um, specific like kind of project consulting or two days, three days, and been sick and had to cancel that entire thing. That hasn't happened to me. And I'm not pointing that out even just to be like, oh, lucky me, you know, good luck with that for you. More like it's kind of... Um, if you're not doing that type of thing regularly, the odds of having a very specific like tactical engagement like that or, um, or, and getting sick at the same time aren't high. Usually the sickness is happening, um, in a more like steady state. So, um, once I had flipped over and gotten off the road, I was doing, you know, before the business that became hit subscribe, I was doing a lot of remote type of work, like creating content, um, and sometimes like retainer consulting remotely. And in those cases, sickness, I just kind of power through it. Like, I can't think too often of being like sick enough over the last few years that I couldn't work. If it came up, I probably just asked everyone for a day. Um, historically, if I'm just working in my home office by myself, if I've got the flu or whatever, um, it's kind of been in my nature just to work anyway um, uh, at home. So that's how I've historically handled it. Um, Trying to think of, you know, if there's different advice that I'd give to freelancers. I, I think really the only thing I could wrap up by saying is just when you're charting out how much you're going to charge, how you're going to bill, what the scope of projects is going to look like, just ask yourself, like, the average person's going to get sick um, a few days a year. I guess, you know, in the time of COVID, uh, you might even want to bake in the assumption that, like, you know, what do I do if I get that and I have to isolate for, I don't know what, five days is it now? Um, so assume that you're going to get sick or, you know, I mean, I like not to say assume you're going to get sick with COVID, but like assume you're going to get sick with something that's reasonably possible for you to get sick with and then work backwards from that assumption as to how you'll play that. So you might even go so far as to part, um, include in some kind of, uh, you know, terms and conditions or agreement of how you're going to work. Like, all right, here's what happens if I get sick to kind of be proactive in talking to your clients about how you handle that, but definitely have a plan for it. And have a plan for it both in terms of like the operations and the customer service, if you will, like how you're going to work that with the client, but also in terms of how you um, create your rate structure. So um, I would factor in, you know, sick time, the assumption that you're going to want a week of vacation each year, probably, you know, company holidays, because if you're like a staff augmentation, even if you want to work on Christmas, it's probably not happening. 
So um, as part of your general time off and how you structure your billing, include in that some amount of time uh, for sick. And I would personally look back at the past and kind of ask yourself, like, how many days am I typically sick each year? You know, do I kind of tend to really get nailed with bugs a lot and maybe I'm sick like 10 days a year? Or maybe your, you know, immune system is just through the roof and you get sick one day or if that, figure out whatever that is and then just kind of bake it into your structure in terms of planning how you're going to charge and what your finances will look like. And then also have a plan for how to address that with your client. And if you have those things in place, um, then the sickness will be not a financial problem for you um, and it won't be a customer service problem for you. I guess one last thing that I should mention for freelancers out there, there is always the possibility that you get um, something that is a little more long-term than just you know the flu for a few days. So perhaps you um, have a more serious ailment, something that becomes chronic or something that's catastrophic, like you, know, you have to battle cancer or something like that. Um, there is something that you should look into, especially as you get older, which would be the idea of short and long-term disability. And carrying insurance like that for yourself as a uh, freelancer is fairly affordable. I know that uh, through Hit Subscribe, we have that for me and for employees, but probably at this age, especially now that I have a kid, um, I would look at that even as a freelancer. And basically, you know, like what would happen if I were to get um, sick for like a longer period of time where I couldn't just tell a client like, hey, you know, hang out for the next three months while I'm not up to this work. You know, probably at that point, you're looking at having to do kind of a moratorium on any of your business, put everything aside for a while and deal with what you need to deal with, get well, and then reach back out to those clients who you know may or may not uh, enlist your services at that time. So to have that like longer range sickness contingency plan is also important. I don't know if the person asking this question was thinking in those terms in the scope of things, but I actually, it occurred to me here toward the end that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that in some capacity. You should have a plan for sure what happens if I get the flu, but also like what happens if I'm sick on a longer term and, you know, I can't earn income because uh, with a lot of salaried employment in the U.S., short and long term disability is baked into your benefits package. But it isn't if you're on your own. Nobody's taking care of that lost income for you. Um, and the insurance that you get to do that is, is honestly pretty affordable. And again, um, bake that into your billing as you're sizing up like what you should charge what you need to do for your practice to be viable. Um, factor in the cost of insurance like that. It's just another one of the many benefits that an employer provides and you're now going to have to provide for yourself. And so your charging structure should reflect that. So yeah, uh, hopefully that helps. I will um, catch you next time, probably in the same location. I'm going to be here for a while. I might take you all outside for better scenery if it's um, uh, a little calmer out. It's kind of windy right now. Uh, fun fact, my Windows machine that like gives me the weather in my taskbar said gale. Apparently there's a gale going on here. Doesn't really seem like it, but anyway, uh, in a future week, I might give you a more scenic view of the canal here in non-gale conditions. Uh, but whatever I do, I will uh, keep doing these uh, freelancing Q&A videos. So I will catch you next time.